All right. Welcome to another episode of Play It Forward. This time, it is going to be an extremely special episode, um, in part because while I will be interviewing our guests, Leanne will be kind of interviewing, but also kind of answering, since this is going to be people-focused uh, podcast. And we're also super excited. I think this is the first time ever that we're having someone from outside of Endeavor join for the Play It Forward podcast. Leanne, is that true? No, I think that is correct. This is our first external guest. Oh, Amazing. Well, a milestone. A milestone for this podcast. We couldn't be more honored to have with us Zayn Ahmed, the founder and CEO of uh, Sono, which is our onboarding platform. We have the one and only Maho from Endeavor Mexico. Um, and of course, you have myself, Nathan, and my partner in crime, Leanne. All right. Welcome, guys. All right. Thank so you. It's, it's an honor. Yeah. Also for this, me. This, this should be kind of like the, the peak of your careers, at least to date. Um, and then this podcast is going to launch you into the stratosphere. So um, I'd like to kick it off uh, with a question for Maho, actually. Um, can you can you kind of like just introduce yourself? Uh, what's your Endeavor story? How did you come to Endeavor? And how did you specifically end up doing people stuff at Endeavor? Yes, of course. Well, I think I'm going a little bit back before I enter Endeavor uh, because well, I really didn't know what I was getting into when I joined Endeavor. Um, first of all, I study engineering and my dream was to work in logistics at Disney World. Um, the Disney dream didn't come true, but the logistics part did at, uh, at Coke, distributor. Um, although I found the days to be very long and boring. Even this was my dream. And as the years went by, one day my director asked me to do something related to people because no one else wanted to handle it. I don't know why, maybe people always has, have a lot of things to do. And that's that's when the magic happened. Um, like, wow, um, what is this? I believe she did it on purpose and because she saw my passion for helping others and, and well, that I go the extra mile for, for the people. Um, I love serving and helping others become better. And I think that deep in my heart, I also knew it that logistics was not my my dream. And and well, so I was available to do this radical change to people area and also at this company. Um, I sacrificed a bit of my personal growth, but it was worth it. And I started working on talent management, performance, uh, 360, succession planning, KPIs, um, people analytics, platforms of HR. And later moved into an organizational design, um, serving departments of sales, finance, and people. And the days were no longer boring. Um, in fact, I needed more time. <laughs> and I love being in the people field. So then I wanted to explore a different culture. And that's when they, when my best friend, who used to work at Endeavor at that time, told me about uh, a position in the EX team. And I said to her, it has nothing to do with people. I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, I don't want it. 
And she insisted so much that I should apply that I thought, why not give it a try? Um, I really didn't understand what Endeavor was. She always seemed so happy with her job, but I never really understand what, what she was doing. Uh, despite our numerous conversations, because, well, she she's my best friend, so we talk a lot. And I only knew uh, that they never helped entrepreneurs, and that was all, and I applied. <laughs> and I had a few interviews with several team members, and miracles, call it luck, the stars align, or divine timing. And in Mexico, we said something about and God has perfect times or something like that. And the current people manager at the Never Mexico office resigned when I was on this process. And well, here I am, thrilled to work at Endeavor. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I did not know that you applied to EX first. You learn something every day. We've been working on this project for months and I learned that about you today. That's amazing. But now... Um, to our other guests, how about you, Zane? What's your founding story? Why did you start an onboarding company? Yeah, for sure. Actually, before I get into that, I did not know your dream was to work at Disney, Maho. And I think we have the same degree, industrial engineering. And I actually did work at Disney. Uh, and that's actually where the founding story starts. So <laughs> my, my founding story is, like most founders, uh, based on experience. For me, it was both good and bad. So when you think about Disney, a company like Disney, you would imagine onboarding there was exceptional. So I think I started Disney maybe 15 years ago now. And I still remember literally every hour of the first week uh, that I onboarded at Disney and how special they made every new hire feel. Like, you know, all the way from confetti at your desk to like the tradition and everything there. Well, yeah. So that was the good. And then when I went to Uber uh, many years later, I the most recent role I had was to manage global onboarding for our business development team. And that's where I got the bad. Like I was managing it and I realized how broken it can be in such a globally distributed, fast-paced environment. And so I took the, okay, here's what's broken and we need to fix it. And then the Disney, here's what the dream state looks like. And let's try to put that together and build something. I think the, the final maybe a push for me was I was talking to a friend who was at a larger tech company. He had been there two and a half months and he was leaving. And when I asked him why he's leaving, he said, uh, I have not been onboarded. He literally said, I have met my manager once. I haven't been given any projects. I haven't been doing anything. And so I'm tired. I'm sick of this. I have other interviews and I'm just going to leave. I was like, okay, there's something here that needs to be fixed. And uh, so we dove in. That's amazing. Um, it's uh, it's like Maho's Mexican saying of something about God and stars aligning, something or another. What's the, what's the phrase in Spanish, Maho? Los tiempos de, los, de Dios son perfectos. Yeah, okay. I won't be able to repeat that, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like that. Um, now, I think when we are thinking about onboarding Endeavor, this for me is a really special project because... Oftentimes we speak about one endeavor and uh, how we are all different. Um, we live in different geographies, but really we all we are all working toward the same goal. Uh, and to be honest, sometimes for me personally, it's been tough to actualize that, to really work together in a collaborative way. 
But this version of onboarding, uh, you're listening to all of the people who made it happen. You're listening to Mahu and Zane and Leanne. And this really is a, the fruit of collaboration between Global and Endeavor Mexico and, of course, the Sono team. So uh, maybe this is a question, honestly, to both Leanne and Maho. What's the collaboration like? How did it start? How did we make this connection? Okay, Global and Endeavor Mexico. Um, and uh, Maho, I'm curious, like, where this is a project that Global asked for. Like, why did you agree? You're a very busy person. So, uh, yeah. Questions to both of you guys. Oh, well, I don't know if they want to start or. <laughs> yeah. No, do you want to start? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I have <laughs> recollections of how it started, but I want to hear about it from your end. Okay. So, well, when Lian reached out for collaboration, I was like, what took us so long? Um, it was one of those moments where you wonder why we haven't connected sooner. Um, you see, Lian joined Endeavor team just a few months after I did, I think, in 2021. But we didn't talk until August last year. So when a Slack message popped up, about sharing best practice for onboarding performance and other topics. I reached out because I love those topics. And that's when the magic began, um, the start of a great friendship and an amazing work partnership. And I didn't think, and I, I didn't have to think it twice when she asked me to collaborate on this project. For me, it was like a clear, let's do it. Um, we quickly realized that we were facing the same challenges and had a lot in common. And it got me wondering why we didn't have a cross paths earlier as we had so much potential for collaboration. And that's the key here. Uh, sometimes when you first step uh, into Endeavor, you might not fully grasp the skill and the incredible opportunities to connect with people from all around the world. Um, there are incredible talented people within Endeavor. Everyone has, has to learn from each other. And well, everyone has to learn this during the onboarding. And we are an organization of more than 500 people in over 40 countries. So, well, again, when it come again with the topic of, of onboarding, I was all in. Um, it was Oh, sorry, I, I'm making longer, but it was one of those, the first things I set out to change when I joined Endeavor. Um, I knew we couldn't keep doing things the same old way. And this project was a chance not only um, um, enhance my team experience, but also share it with all the offices. Um, with all the fantastic resources and stories from different countries that you guys have, um, this knowledge shouldn't stay just for global or just for Mexico. It has to reach everyone, you know? So we have a lot going against us and the possibility of me to going to New York was almost um, unimaginable, given that at that time I have an eight month old baby, but we made it happen. I said I had to find a way no matter what. And well, also thanks to my husband, agreeing to take care of my baby for a week. And in case you are wondering, they both survived. <laughs> <laughs> you also survived. I mean, through the soup, 
um across the across the office is the only thing maho ate while she was in new york was yeah, this, I, the I greek it. bakery across the street um yeah, you I will, go, you should taste it <laughs> <laughs> i will say just to add i mean maho gave the whole summary of this like project and again beautiful collaboration and honestly the start of a great um friendship uh I was already working on onboarding for on a worldwide um capacity for Endeavor from year one. And as much as I could, there was just something there that felt like it was missing. I had provided decks for the worldwide teams to use. There was an onboarding strategy, but it wasn't hitting the goal of making new hires feel welcome in the most Endeavor way and to get them to understand Endeavor in a way that would get them um add get them adding value the fastest that they can. There was there were things that they saw and they they saw they had onboarding materials, but we weren't sure um if they were learning from it really. So I had been on a coffee chat with Maho before, but on a different topic. I think we did performance management or one other topic. But Nathan had a call with Maho and said, Maho work is working, had worked on an onboarding project for Mexico. I think you should talk to her. And that's when it all started, um, honestly. And I mean, at Endeavor, there's so many opportunities for the bigger teams to collaborate just because of the nature of um, what we do. So EX teams and marketing teams collaborate a lot. You would never begin to think that someone in an operations or support role could do that. But this is just like one of those experiments. It's just the beginning. And I truly, I would say, like felt that I felt one endeavor when I started seeing the perspective of a local office and how they perceived um like the value of global um while building out this project with a local team there you go it's also beautiful <laughs> it is very beautiful uh, thank you to um Nate um pulling the strings behind the scenes all right let's ask the question to Zane now um so there's three endeavor people here and one person from the outside. Um, what did you notice when you first started working um, with Endeavor? Like, what stood out to you? Um, what are generic challenges that Endeavor faces on onboarding as a whole? Um, and then what's unique to us that you've observed from having collaborated all these months? So I think the... The first thing, and, and maybe the reason I'm on this call, is this from the very first conversation we had, which I still remember is over a year ago, scheduled for 30 minutes. We talked for almost two hours. And it was because there was just such deep passion for the problem. And at that time, we didn't even have a product, right? We were literally brainstorming how could we fix this. And so the number one thing I noticed that Endeavor has uniquely to answer your question that a lot of companies don't have is just that innate desire, drive, passion uh, to solve the problem, 
And so that in itself was the instant click for me to say, hey, it would be amazing to work with this team. Then when you get into some of the specifics, you mentioned, both of you mentioned some of the challenges, but I still remember I was pulling up my notes from our call. And some of it was Leanne said, hey, we have a global onboarding deck and I schedule live conversations with every new hire and actually take them through this deck, which leaves a lot of room for inconsistency across the globe, right? I can do that for new hires in the States, but when it comes to consistency across onboarding and quality in the rest of the world, that just doesn't exist. So wanting to find a way to standardize, centralize, and make that async as well so it's more scalable was one. The second I remember was you mentioned you were having to hunt down people or new hires to figure out where they were, if they had actually completed the task, what they were doing, there was no tracking. And so you were like, hey, once we started using the platform, we're like, wow, I can actually see where they are in the process and check in as needed, as opposed to just constantly chase them. And then beyond that, this was feedback that we got from uh, new hires that we talked to at Endeavor and also from all of you is, Information was just everywhere, right? Yes, you had the Google slides, but there was a lot of information in Notion. There was it was just scattered everywhere. And as Maho said, why should the information that is valuable for Mexico be buried somewhere in a different Notion and never to be seen by the global team as an example? So the idea was how do we get everything centralized? How do we get everything structured and actually create what is what you built as an incredible journey uh, which I don't know if the rest of the company has seen yet, but everyone should see it. It's like a trip around the world to show everything that is Endeavor. And I think those were the things that were just unique about Endeavor is like, you know, going back to the first thing I said, the desire and the passion to really go deep and focus on employee experience. Some of our other customers go surface level and just focus on like, you know, I need, I'm onboarding dozens of people every week. I just need to automate the emails that go to them. You're doing that, but you've also built this entire experience around it, which I think is really special. Well, uh, I know I personally am extremely proud of just the work that uh, everybody on this call has put in. Um, and I'm even more excited because I know we're really just getting started. Um, and so I'm going to turn this question uh, first to Mao and Leanne, which is, okay, we've finished step one, phase one, whatever you want to call it. What do you think comes next for onboarding at Endeavor? What is the most exciting part of the future of onboarding at Endeavor? Um, well, we have a content creation plan that we're following right now. And I mean, the first step is really just to get to know Endeavor, yeah. but the second step would be to make sense of um, how the different teams collaborate, um, sort of Endeavor 201 stuff, like how the system works. Um, and like, yeah, I personally, and I know that we have the content creation plan. I think what excites me more is to see how different teams would use the platform to customize onboarding things that are specific to them. And like I've seen Maho do it for Mexico-specific onboarding hires. Right now, we're also talking to um, the Saudi team and they have different ways of onboarding, different traditions. 
And I think that to me is like, like, no, now I get to see what they, they want to do. And like, these are, some of them are like office specific things. Some of them are culture specific things. And I think that's truly like, I mean, as we were speaking, as we built this onboarding experience, like Endeavor is a, truly is a trip around the world. And like, even as the admin person for this project, I get to see that um, firsthand. That's awesome. What about you, Mahal? Well, for me, I see the future is bright and there is so much I would love to see. Um, I always say that this, but we joke about the time it took us to really understand what's going on here at Endeavor. <laughs> uh, just a few, few minutes ago, I have a follow-up with a staff that just joined 30 days ago. She's still she's still learning, um, but we are on the mission to make that learning curve a little bit less um, step or slow, and it's all about reducing the time it takes for new staff to become valuable uh, to endeavor. So, if you are listening, here is my wish list. I would love to see every office implementing Sono. Uh, so now it's not just a checklist or a table with this list of tasks. Um, we want our new hires to feel like they are embarking on a journey, as Leon said, and not just checking boxes. And okay, check, 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 right? And I would like everyone contributing to the content um, um, because no, um, sorry, I, 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 I see a future where every office can show each role how to do their work to new staff and, and working together local and global and making us even more effective and empowering our team's members so they can shine on their roles. So I can wait to see it and well, is this incredible global and, and local um, ecosystem where offices from all over the world can synergize and add value to one another? Um, it's about recognizing the benefits you bring to the table and uncovering the inspiring stories of these entrepreneurs, not just from your own country. So I think you never know which one might spark you for entrepreneurial fire, as saying. <laughs> That's awesome. I um I love how uh, in your answer, and I think it's important to call out um, the fact that you are taking ownership for the onboarding experience and part of uh, someone halfway around the world. That that's when we we will really be one endeavor. That you feel ownership over the endeavor experience, regardless of whether you're you know a mile away or a thousand miles away from that person. Yeah, okay. All right, Zane, along with the request that Nathan, Mao, and I have, what do you think is next for the onboarding suite for Sono? Um, yeah, so first of all, I think some of the things that both of you were saying are extremely, like, just make me really happy to hear you're breaking down information silos across the company. There's finally a one endeavor. There's 
information that's flowing across because our broad vision for Sano in general is not onboarding. Onboarding is just where we start. We want to go across the org to the end-to-end -end knowledge management uh, of an organization. Our mission is to make sure every employee has the information they need to succeed at their fingertips when they need it. And that starts with onboarding, right? Because that's the first interaction you have with your company. Without that, your foundation is never set. You can never succeed. That's my personal opinion. But it goes on, right? You go from onboarding to you become a manager for the first time. How are you getting set up for success there? You change roles. You move to a different country that you don't know. How are you getting re-onboarded, reboarded? All you know, how are you getting trained? How are you getting set up for success? I think these are all the transition moments where knowledge typically just tends to break down because it's hard, right? You talked about content creation, which is a big piece. And so like the broad, vague answer is like, we wanna go fill the gaps in all of these places where knowledge just typically falls apart. And that is a lot of the use cases that your team deals with for people teams, like, you know, onboarding manager training transition, and it goes across the org. You know, one of the biggest issues I hear from product and sales teams is we are launching features all the time, uh, but there's no documentation that moves on to sales reps so that they can actually sell that feature. So there's a big broad roadmap as we think about, of course, there's going to be some, you know, buzzwordy AI stuff that I won't talk about just yet, but it's really all about how can we get from where we are today for onboarding to the end state. I think in the more immediate term, which will help you, we're going to dig into a lot of the automated content creation so that the things that you are doing that are taking you weeks or months to do can now essentially take you hours or days to do, uh, including brainstorming the actual creation of content. So we'll, we'll show you some of that soon. That's awesome. Well, uh, if you're listening, and I hope you are, you should be pretty darn jazzed about the future of onboarding endeavor. And to Zane's point, more broadly, the future of knowledge management endeavor, which is a pain that we feel so, so acutely given our diversity, um, but is also such a gigantic opportunity. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you Leanne and Maho and Zane for joining. And we hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you soon. <laughs>